the 60 days starting from September 5th on to the 60 days of struggle up to the election, it is so important. This time we are voting and we are fighting for humanity or we are voting and fighting for the continuation of a fascist regime. Welcome to episode 16 of Inside Without Now, a podcast brought to you by volunteers with RefuseFascism.org. I'm Sam Goldman, one of those volunteers and host of the show. As you can hear, my voice is pretty shot. I spent the day in the streets yesterday. Today, September 6th, is the day after protests in 25 cities around the U.S. demanding Trump-Pence out now. These demonstrations were held to launch 60 days of struggle before the election. And they were held in New York City, Houston, Texas, Kansas City, Los Angeles, and Honolulu, and many other locations. Refused fascism called for people to come into the streets on September 5th for a living declaration to the world that we are uniting, we are organizing, we are determined, we are preparing to struggle with all we've got starting now and not stopping until the Trump-Pence regime is driven from power and its fascist program brought to a screeching halt. We're still getting reports in. Take a look at refusefascism.org for photos, videos, and press coverage from the day. If you are out in the streets with us, I hope you've posted your photos online with the hashtag TrumpPence out now. We have a lot to do to go forward together and build the momentum needed. And everyone who came out has a role to play in that process. So please share these reports with your friends and family. Stay tuned to refusefascism.org. Follow at refusefascism on social media and subscribe to this podcast for updates. Today, we're sharing some of the diverse voices from these protests yesterday. But first, we'll listen to an interview Coco Das did with Jessica, an immigrant rights activist who's been working with the Trump Pens Out Now movement in the lead up to the September 5th protests. This is Coco Das, and I have the pleasure of speaking today with Jessica, who has been involved with one of the local chapters of Refuse Fascism and is helping to organize people into what has to be a broad-based living declaration that we are uniting, mobilizing, determined, and prepared to struggle with all we've got to drive out this regime and to stop the fascist program that they have been leading. We are calling for mass protests all across the country, demanding Trump-Pence out now. So Jessica, I want to welcome you uh, to Inside Without Now. And I was wondering if you could start by just telling us a little bit about who you are and how you have been experiencing the last four years, how you've been experiencing the first term of the Trump-Pence regime, which has to be its last, and how you've been experiencing the danger and the attacks that they've brought down 
on people. My name is Jessica and I'm 24 years old. I am a beneficiary of temporary protective status. I am from El Salvador and I've always struggled with my immigration status, of course, my entire life. Um, but it didn't become so evident until the Trump intense regime that I realized how much immigrants weren't accepted here. Um, and then in 2018, the Trump administration actually disbanded temporary protective status with no solution in place. And temporary protective status has over 320,000 beneficiaries on it, which most of us have been here almost 20 years. So America is really all we know. And also our countries aren't ready to have a huge influx of us going back to them. They're still crime-ridden and the economy, all that isn't where it should be. And personally for El Salvador, a lot of the reasons that we are where we are is because of America's influence in our civil war in the 80s. We said for a long time that the program that this regime was bringing against immigrants was really the linchpin mm -hmm. and battering ram of this whole fascist program. Mm -hmm. Already can say first they came for the immigrants. Yeah. And now we have a situation where there are thousands, tens of thousands of immigrants in detention and concentration camps, tortured. Mm -hmm. And it really is like a program of ethnic cleansing at the border. What made you want to get involved with this movement, the Out Now movement that is demanding the removal of this regime through the Refuse Fascism chapter that's near you? Well, personally, since I'm a beneficiary of temporary protected status, I obviously had a close relation and I've been trying to just bring as much awareness to the issue as possible. And I noticed as my struggle to bring awareness, I saw that refused fascism was always at all the events supporting any type of movement because they're seeing the bigger picture. And they understand that a lot of these groups that what we are fighting for is just a change in our system. And for us to be able to change our system is to have politicians that do care about us and are truly looking out for our well-being and aren't doing an ethnic cleansing, like you're saying, that we are all truly treated equal and not just looked at by our color or from the background that our countries have. I feel that the Trump and Pence regime has really made people feel comfortable with generalizing an entire race for one person's actions. That is something that we've been fighting against since the start of this country. And I mean, especially in the civil rights movement during um, when Martin Luther King, that's what he was fighting for. And here we are 50 years later, still fighting for the same thing. So there's obviously something truly wrong within our democracy that we need to fix. And it starts off with the president and which is Trump and Pence, and they need to go because they have just made the racists in this country feel way too comfortable to come out. Just piggybacking on that, there's a lot of very important struggles going on right now and a lot of important demands around Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter, around ICE terror. And we are seeing the importance of a unifying demand, Trump, Pence, out now that every struggle for justice will actually be crushed if we don't get this regime out of power. From your perspective, can you talk a little bit about what is the importance of being in the streets, using our power of nonviolent protest, and what is the importance of this demand, Trump Pence out now? The fact that this is happening throughout COVID is disheartening because it, it kind of gives some people an excuse to hide. We need to be on the streets, us advocating through our screens, 
is not enough. People need to see that there are people out here, no matter the weather, no matter the situation, out here fighting every single day for human rights, things that we have been fighting for for a long time. It's not enough to just talk about it. You also have to go and act. And with peacefully protesting, we're doing nothing illegal. We're standing up for our rights. We are just demanding that we are treated equal, that everyone is treated equal. And there has been times in history where it's time and time again, protests have worked. For example, last year when Puerto Rico, their governor got taken out of office after 12 days of anti-government protesting. That's how it should be. If we are truly a democracy, they should see the people out here listening to their demands and and going with it and trying to fix it and make a solution for them. Um, We do not incite violence. We don't, that is nothing that we ever recommend. We always try to go about this in the most peaceful way possible. And I see nothing wrong with us just standing up for our rights. Jessica, I really want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. I was wondering if you have any final message or anything you want to say, either to immigrants like yourself or to non-immigrants, people who are not in the same boat as you are. What message do you have about the 60 days of struggle leading up to the election? What would you like to leave people with? Most importantly is that we need to stop living in fear and fearing the unknown of what could possibly happen if we are out here peacefully protesting. Like I said, and like everyone's been saying time and time, we are doing peaceful protests and we are doing nothing wrong. So we need to put that fear aside and fight for what's right. So as for the 60 days, starting from September 5th on to the 60 days of struggle up to the election, it is so important to show that this election is the most vital election more than ever, regardless if you believe in voting or not, or if you endorse the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. It's not about a party this time. This time we are voting and we are fighting for humanity, or we are voting and fighting for the continuation of a fascist regime. And that is what we need to think about. We need to see the bigger picture. Or do we really want to go and see four more years of all this terror that we face? Or are we willing to start anew again and and move on into a better world where we are all truly treated equal. That was Coco Das, an editor of RefuseFascism.org, talking to Jessica, an organizer who is mobilizing around the demand Trump Pence out now in her area. As we go into this next phase of the countdown to the November election, let's hear part of the remarks delivered at the demonstration in Los Angeles yesterday from Sansara Taylor, one of the initiators of RefuseFascism.org. What's up, sisters and brothers? How you feeling today? I want to give you a shout out for being out here, along with people in 20 other cities across this country. For three and a half years, That demented bully in the White House has lied, jeered, broken the law, torn families apart, built concentration camps and packed them full of human beings, pardoned and lionized craven war criminals, brandished nuclear weapons, declared himself 
Denied science, fuel the mass deaths of COVID, threatened the media, and cheered for white supremacists and vigilante murderers. All this will get far worse if this fascist regime is allowed a second term. Just listen to the words of Miles Taylor, the former head of the Department of Homeland Security who served under Trump. He said, there are people serving very close to the president that have told me verbatim, we should expect, quote, shock and awe if the president wins a second term. You will see a flurry of executive orders. Taylor was speaking about Trump's foreign policy, but the same could be said across the board. Listen to what Trump said he wanted to do to immigrants at the border. What Miles Taylor heard him say, but what Trump was prevented from doing by people who he has now kicked out of his administration and publicly attacked. I quote, Trump would be dreaming up sickening medieval plots to pierce the flesh of immigrants, to rip all families apart, to maim and gas them. This was a man who had no humanity whatsoever. This is not my words, this is the former Republican Department of Homeland Security. And he went on. He, Donald Trump, says we gotta do this, 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 and this. All of which is probably illegal, impossible, and unethical. And then Trump looks over at me and goes, are you fucking taking notes? These are the rantings of a genocidal racist who will be unleashed if by hook or by crook he gets a second term. More times than we can count, Donald Trump has shocked the conscience of the world. More times than we can count, the experts and pundits have said, he can't do that. And then Trump goes ahead and does it anyhow. Legal experts have looked at the nearly 500 judges that Donald Trump has packed onto the federal court and warned that we are hurtling towards theocracy. Mike Pence's Bible taken literally. They want to force all women to have children against their will. Did you know that in Mike Pence's Indiana, they threw a woman in prison for 30 years for daring to induce her own abortion? or maybe just having a miscarriage? Did you know that the lunatic Nazi who Donald Trump put in charge of immigrant teenage girls in detention centers keeps a calendar of their menstruation cycles on his desk and he flies to their cells and counsels them if they say they wanna have an abortion, even if they were raped? Do you think they won't do this to all women everywhere? And do you think it's acceptable that they're doing it now to teenage immigrant detainees? And listen well, there is nothing funny about Donald Trump's so-called joke when he said Mike Pence wants to hang all the gay people. That is where things are headed. And don't tell yourself it cannot happen here. Look at who these Nazi lunatics they put up at their RNC convention. People who want to punish women for abortion, who want to take away birth control. They even put a woman center stage who has said that women should give up their vote to their husbands. They're telling you and they're telling the world where this is headed. 
And all this as Donald Trump strips environmental protections, accelerates the fires of climate change that are already fueling floods in Bangladesh, fueling droughts in Africa, driving millions from their homes, many to go drown in oceans and seas. We are gathered here today in 106 degree weather, record heat as wildfires rage across the state and Donald Trump has repeatedly threatened to withhold aid because most Californians did not support him. This is a fascist, demented lunatic who is putting all of human civilization in the crosshairs. Fascism is not just the worst of Republican policies. Fascism is a qualitative change in the form of rule. It's the obliteration of what have been the norms, the evisceration of the democratic rights we've been told we have, to stand up and oppose them in the streets, through protest, or even from within the halls of power. Fascism is a form of rule that relies on open terror and violence from the state and from the mob against everyone that they deem an enemy, undesirable, or danger to society. And let's be very clear, sisters and brothers, this is not standing still. We are gathered at a moment when Donald Trump has unleashed and defended the vigilante killer who stole the lives of two heroic protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Anthony Hubbard and Jojo Rosenbaum, who were standing up for black lives. We are gathered at a time when mega fascists rode through Portland on the back of pickup trucks, spraying protesters with paint guns and other weapons like the American Taliban they are. We are gathered as Bill Barr, the highest law enforcement agent in the country, is restructuring the state to brand protesters terrorists and lock them away for life. We are gathered just days after Donald Trump went in and did a photo op and a meeting with a sheriff in Wisconsin who publicly advocated taking a whole generation of black youth, locking them in warehouses, depriving them of the right to have children, and leaving them there until the whole generation had died off. And then he said we could turn those warehouses into shopping malls. Donald Trump posed with him after this tape came out. This is cold, straight up genocide they are talking about. This is genocide, and as Bob Avakian, the revolutionary leader, has said and published in a new series that everybody should go read at revcom.us, Donald Trump is a genocidal racist. These fascists are fighting to lock all this and more into place through a second term, whether it takes stealing, sabotaging, or outright canceling the elections. Every day new projections come out from well-informed ruling class figures about the danger of Trump declaring himself the winner, even if it means spewing an avalanche of lies, breaking the law, and unleashing violence and bloodshed in the streets. Many are now saying, well, if he does that, then we should take to the streets and do like they've done in Hong Kong and Belarus. Well, they have a point, but we cannot wait for him to do that. 
We cannot passively wait for things to get worse. Think about it. That would be like if the LA Lakers sat their best players down on the bench for the first three quarters and let the other team rack up a great lead and then said, well, if we really fall behind, we'll put LeBron James on the court. Well, these fascists have racked up a lead. They are in the streets. We can't wait to get out on the court ourselves. We have to go out in the streets now and every day going forward and steal the initiative back from starting today, starting with all of us here, starting with everybody in the 24 other cities that are gathered today. We are launching 60 days of struggle. All September, we must spread this message, Trump, Pence out now, and the plan to drive this regime out through mass, sustained, nonviolent protest. We, all of us here, whether you've been at this for a while or you're just meeting us today, have to work together, beginning right after this protest, on how to build up our numbers, how to spread this movement to every corner of society, how to strengthen our cohesion and our ability to resist. By October, we need people in the streets every day raising the demand, Trump, Pence, out now! In numbers that grow, again, nonviolently, but determinedly, refusing to let these fascists provoke us or back us off with all they'll throw at us, coming back with more and more people, different walks of life, standing up together, all raising the demand, Trump, Pence, out now. We need to unite everybody who can be united, people who don't all agree, but don't want a fascist America. From never Trumper Republicans to mainstream Democrats to burners and anarchists to revolutionary communists and followers of Bob Avakian like myself. We need healthcare workers. We need celebrities. We need musicians and artists. We need the youth. We need everybody who is hit the hardest by these fascist terror. And we need to stand up together and have each other's backs. In fighting for this. Fighting for this. It is not just us, those of us in the streets today, up against them, the fascists with all their terror and violence. It is all of us together acting and carrying the aspirations, the hopes, and the interests of billions of people on this planet. It is us acting together as a collective force, going out to rally the millions in this country who do not want to be accomplices to genocide and fascism, but need to be woken up and moved, and moved fast. It is us pushing on the cracks and the deep divisions that exist all throughout every institution in this society, in the military, in the courts, in the halls of power, in the structures of finance and international policy, pushing on these cracks through our actions to move those sections of people in the power structures themselves, who they are not themselves fascists, to move to remove this regime, to change their calculus because of what we do from below in the streets.
do this. Let me close with this, sisters and brothers. There is beauty. There is beauty. There is power. And there is meaning in standing up together to stop this fascist America. Not only there's beauty and power in stopping this catastrophe for humanity, but there is beauty and power and meaning in becoming the kind of people who stand up for each other, who look out for each other, who put humanity first, not ourselves or America first. There is beauty in our diversity. There is beauty in our courage. There is beauty in our helping each other. together that we will go forward from here we will change our lives to change what others are doing we will overcome our own fear and uncertainty to help others overcome theirs if we make this our mission together for the next 60 days we can awaken and arouse a force that can bring a great gift to humanity we can drive out a fascist america was Sansara Taylor, a writer for Revcom.us, co-host of the RNL show, and one of the co-initiators of RefuseFascism.org. She spoke at the rally in Los Angeles yesterday, along with an array of people from different backgrounds and points of view. Now, we'll share some of the comments that speakers made at these protests around the country yesterday, demanding the immediate ouster of the Trump-Pence fascist regime. I spent my life watching this country bomb and occupy people who look like me and who are like me and who come from heritages that are similar to mine. I have watched for the last 30 years the U.S. government occupying people like me. I have watched them destroying us. I have watched them creating racist betrayals of us in order to justify that occupation. And yet I have never been scared as much as I am today and right now in our world. Because this administration is not just occupying and bombing people. This administration is not simply oppressing people and giving jobs to rich cronies. This administration is trying to create a world in which we cannot do this. Mm -hmm. We cannot protest. And I've been out in the streets protesting knowing that I have a right to express my voice and say, don't kill people like me. Don't murder black people. Don't murder indigenous people. And right now, I am scared that we are on the verge of a world where we cannot do this anymore. And that is very, very concerning. 
That is the thing we should be fighting for right now. Not for one election, not for, for one issue that we care about, but ensure that we can maintain a world in which all of us can use our voices to resist fascism and resist the horrific stuff that we see every day. On our backs. That's right. This ain't their country. It never was. America's good for one thing, and that's stealing, lying, and cheating. They stole from the Indians when they came here. They went to Africa and stole their people to build here. And then when we were promised 40 acres and a mule, they found a way to steal that shit too. They promised to give the Mount Rushmore back to the Native Americans who it belonged to. That didn't happen. I just found out recently that the orange man tried to sell Puerto Rico for Greenland. We have got to come together across this country and across this planet and make sure that they understand that we're not going to sit back silently and allow him to turn us into another Nazi Germany. You know, they say Hitler had an inferiority complex. I'm pretty sure Trump does too. He has threatened any school that's wanted to release his records. He has tried to put anybody who wants to tell his business under an NDA. And for what? If you're so great and you're so intelligent and you're in such good shape, why is it so hard to be transparent to the American people? Why can we not see just how much money you've lost over the course of your life? Because we know from the taxes that we've seen, every year you lose money. And since he's come into power, you can tote the stock market, but us everyday people have not seen any increase in our quality of life. Don't hold up no signs talking about blacks for Trump, because fuck Trump. Fuck Pence, fuck Barr, and fuck the rest of that administration because they're all a waste of fucking time. How you guys doing? My name is Lamar Whitfield. I'm the CEO and the founder of the No More Foundation. That's L-A-M-A-R-W-H-I-T-F-I-E-L-D. My foundation is here to support the refuse fascism, to remind people that we must all come together and unite to get Trump and Pence out of our White House. The No More Foundation is here because we are at a No More moment with all of the disgusting things that we are seeing on the television. The No More Foundation is here because we are here to remind people that we cannot do this if we don't come together and unite to get Trump and Pence out of here. I'm at a No More moment with all of the things that I've seen and that I'm still seeing today. We must come together and remind each other that we cannot do this if we don't come out of our house and into the streets. It's time to get off of social media and bring yourself out and stand with us and remind people that this is our country, all of us. As you look around, you see everyone here has the same fight, although we do not look alike. So we are reminding people that we can and we will do this. And be reminded every single day as you look on the television and remember yourself. Trump and Pence out now. We must come together, guys, and remind each other that there's no way we can accomplish this goal if we're divided. 
we must unite. No matter what organization you are with, we need everyone to come together. We probably have about 60 organizations doing the same work. There's no way this crowd should be as minimal as it is that we're all fighting the same fight. This is a call for unity. The Nobel Foundation is here to remind you that we must unite. There's no way we can get Trump and Pence out if we're divided. So we must do this again. Once again, my name is Lamar Whitfield. I am the CEO and the founder of the No More Foundation, and we are here to support because we are at a no more moment. Thank you guys so much, and let's move forward. Trump and Pence out now. For me personally, I think a lot of Americans, the mood is shock. Um, we're used to seeing in the international news fascism and dictatorships uh, and their evil reign in other countries. And so for many Americans, the mood here is a state of shock. I think there's still too many Americans that are in denial of that. They don't believe that this is literally happening right now in America, but it is. And so we have to continue to uh, to push that message and to invite folks to join the movement because it's real, it's happening, and it's here in America. Um, it was a very slow and steady crawl, this creep of fascism rising in our country, but there's no mistaking, there's no denying it anymore, it's here. And so I think that's the mood here, is there's a lot of people that are still in denial, there's a lot of people that are in shock, that are just coming to the realization that this guy is planning to rig or steal the election or delegitimize it, that we're dealing with full-on 100% fascism right here in America, and it's time for us to stand up and fight back. Because as a pastor, I know that in the words of Puerto Rican freedom fighter, Pedro Alviso Campos, where tyranny is law, revolution is order. Donde la my dear sisters and brothers, we are, as you know, in a deep, deep criminal and evil enterprise in the White House, which requires much more than simple reform. It requires revolutionary change. And that's what we must seek and ask for. We must end the economic exploitation of the majority of people in this country. We must end the dehumanization of women. We must end the racist brutality of the police upon black and brown people. We also cannot forget that this fascist administration has its eyes beyond our shores. Yes. So we need to get them out because we need to protect the beautiful people of Iran. And we must end their attacks upon the Palestinian sisters and brothers. It's an urgent, urgent matter. Let's work without ceasing until this demonic administration is out. Power to the people. One of the things that you've been waiting for, or you've been looking to see happen, is you've been waiting for some form of accountability to step in from the wings. You've been waiting either for Congress or the courts or literally anything to step up to stop this renegade regime. You've been looking for someone to step up and say, no, you can't put children in cages. That's not what this country is about. You've been looking for someone to step up and say, this country is actually supposed to be about us living our best values. It's supposed to be about people able to come together to pursue some sense of justice, some sense of righteousness. It's not about using religion as a cover to do evil. But if you're also like me, then you've found out that there is no one waiting in the wings to hold this president accountable. There's absolutely no one who's going to step in. There's no adults waiting in wing B just ready to step in and do something about it. What 
you might have awakened to, which is what I have also awakened to, is, is that it is up to us to hold this regime and this president accountable. There's no one else that's going to be able to do that. It is about the power of the people and about naming that and claiming that. I'm here to say also, and I think it's important, that religious leaders say something about this. Come on now. That Donald Trump also doesn't have a monopoly on religion. Yeah. And if you're like me, you've been really sickened to see God used as a prop or the Bible used as a prop or people's strongly held religious values twisted and turned to the service of evil. That has put some, that's been kind of rough for me to look at, to be honest. I almost get emotional when we are talking about him holding a Bible as a prop in front of a church after tear gassing protesters. We have to say, and I think religious folks have to say, this doesn't represent our values. Absolutely. And I think it's also really important for people who don't have any sort of religious conviction, but do have ethical convictions, but do have some ethical framework that they're working on. People who aren't Christian like me, but they're perhaps Buddhist or Jewish or Muslim or any number of different faiths. Atheism, you got an ethical paradigm, thank you for that, but you've got an ethical paradigm, but you don't have a religion. Whatever that is, it's about coming together as a coalition and a network of people to say, this president and this regime does not represent us. Yeah! And that this is something that we reject, that this evil is something that we are going to name, we reject it in the name of all that is holy, it comes from many names, in the name of all that is good and, we, and is true. We have to dedicate ourselves to holding this president accountable. And that's not just at the ballot box, but that's here right now. And that's every day leading up to the ballot box, okay? So I hope that you'll be committed with me. And I, I want to pray in just a second. I know not all of you are praying, again, but just let me pray for a second. Because I do think that when we put our feet to the pavement, when we bring our different ethical perspectives and religious perspectives and non-religious perspectives to this work, it makes the ground holy. It is important that we speak our values and we say that we are not okay with what this regime is doing. So let me pray just for a moment. Holy One, called by many names, we ask that you would pray, that you would bless this group of folks that are gathered here today to be a point of light, to lay claim to the principles of justice and truth and mercy and peace. May they be able to go out and hold fascist forces accountable. May they even perhaps tell Donald Trump to keep God's name out of his mouth. Amen. We need to get Trump and Pence out now. We need to make a change in the head of our government. Silence is compliance. If you're not out here, if you're not voting, if you're not filling out petitions, if you're not sharing black stories, if you are not a part of the solution, you are a part of the problem.
I'm going to talk a little bit about law and order, but before I do that, I want to say that I had the news on today, and they're projecting 400,000 dead, okay? 400,000 dead because of the racist, genocidal Trump, 45, COVID-45 virus. Are you folks ready for that to be up by about uh, uh, half a million or more on no. January 20th, 21? No! Are we going to let this fascist son of a bitch and all his cohorts stay in power until January 20th?
regime and an openly white supremacist president who today called for eliminating, ordered to eliminate all racial sensitivity training in, in their federal government programs and the police departments. He, had, he wants that stricken. Anything that mentions quote-unquote white privilege needs to be removed. He's uh, lauding Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old vigilante who murdered two anti-fascists in the street. He's, uh, he's also promoting violence in Portland and egging on his supporters to go through what I call the crystal knocked and pickup trucks in Portland, where people were going with pickup with uh, paintball guns and bears, bear repellent and spraying people who have the audacity in 2020 to stand on the streets of Portland and say black lives matter. Not black lives are superior. Not black lives are going to terrorize you or want something different from you. Only that they matter. And that's how rapidly racist this regime in power is and how dangerous it is to all humanity. So how is it, you know, you guys, I mean, you've got half the country that is still pro-Trump despite all these facts that you just gave, which are facts. How, you know, what do you guys say, because I just got here to the U.S., how are you able to, uh, you can't alienate half the country, how are, what, what are you guys talking about in terms of bringing together a coalition that's going to win? Okay, well, both in November and in the future. First, I want to, I want to, uh, counter this narrative of half the country, okay? 
This is not half the country it's that 40%. are... 40%. You might it's be... a lot of the country. They might be 40% of registered voters, 40% of, of people who intend to vote, but we're not talking about all the invisible people in these buildings that are doing the dishes and cleaning the bathrooms and are afraid to come out in society because they're afraid of ICE, even if they are here with papers. We're not talking about the millions of black and brown youth under the age of 18 who are also under the gun of police terror day in and day out. We're not talking about all the invisible people. You're talking about 40 to 50% of the possible electorate. Okay, so let's let's get the facts straight here. And if, just imagine if in 1936, 1937, there was a there was a juncture where Hitler was going to hold on to power or not. If the German people in mass had come out and said, "You know what? We don't accept this. We're not going to wait for 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 uh, Hindenburg or anybody else to remove him from power. This is too dangerous. We're not going to wait and see what could happen. Imagine that the way the world would have changed the course of history if people had stood up like that. So the people that are supporting him, that are waving the flag, Trump 2020, that are openly fascist, whether they understand that they are or not, personally, I'm not engaging with those people. Those people are have made themselves the enemy. They've put themselves on the other side of humanity. They've been using the virus against black and brown people. They, they cheer on the police when they pump seven bullets into the back of an unarmed black man's back in front of his three little children. They cheer and they call them heroes, okay? We're not uniting with them. We're rising up in our millions, this is what we're calling for, masses to rise up in our mass millions to completely overshadow them and dwarf them and show them that they are a small minority. Okay, it was a small minority of Afrikaners in, in South Africa who held on to power for a long time down there. Sure. So you, so you believe that the silent majority? You're saying 20, 25 percent of the population is actually pro-Trump. You believe the silent majority is firmly anti-fascist in America. I believe that the vast majority of people in America are on the side of humanity. That's what I believe. And I believe that we are in a fight for the future of the planet. If you look at the way this, this pandemic has been handled by these anti-science fascists, the ones that want to tell us that two plus two equals five, the way that they've handled this pandemic, imagine what's going to happen as this climate crisis continues to accelerate on a global scale. Who's going to suffer? Who's going to die in disproportionate numbers? You know, I, I, I have a brand new, I have two brand new grandchildren. I don't want them growing up. They're, they're, they're mixed racially. I don't want them growing up uh, with a, a, a drop of blood rule. I don't want them growing up in the new Jim Crow. Why? Because a tiny minority of people on the planet want to use that and control the, the vast majority of people on the planet so that they can reap in billions and billions of dollars and maintain their grip on this really dying empire. Okay? But what we're talking about here is uniting everybody. You have George Conway. You have, I just heard Bill Weld on the radio on the way down here. Okay, Michael Cohn, his former lawyer, said he is sure that Trump would start a war in order to stay in power. These are not left-wing radicals, okay? The Lincoln, the Lincoln Project. We're calling on everybody who understands and sees this existential threat of fascism and, under, and sees it in the historical context in this, in this really important juncture in history to unite together and demand that Trump pants are out now. We're starting 60 days of struggle today to unite all who can be united to protest nonviolently and sustained, determined mass uh, protest that calls for the immediate removal of this regime. We know that they're gearing up to steal the election. We can't wait till they do it. This brother Cornell West and I stand in deep solidarity with refused fascism. I stand alongside my dear sister Sansara, my dear brother Paul Street all of those who have acknowledged that at this moment we must hit the street 
in the name of democratic dignity, in the name of democratic decency, the neo-fascist gangster in the White House must go. And he must go because we stand for everyday people in the language of Sly Stone. We stand for each and every precious human being who stands in the face of the increasing domination of big money and big military, the disregard of rule of law, and most importantly, the refusal to engage in the kind of fundamental transformation that wipes out the poverty, the massive unemployment and underemployment, the decredit school, decrepit schools and the indecent housing and not access to healthcare. That's what refused fascism is about. There will be no fascist America. What we have today in America in 2020 is what they had in Germany shortly before Hitler came to power. What we have today in America in 2020 is what they had in Italy shortly before Mussolini came to power. What we have in America today in 2020 is what Spain had shortly before Franco came to power. And sadly, those Germans and those Italians and those Spaniards didn't rise up quick enough. But we can avoid that mistake. And we can avoid it by rallying around those who are organizing a nationwide demonstration, a nationwide protest. It's a group called Refuse Fascism. And they mean Refuse Fascism. I mean Refuse Fascism. Because at one point, we enlightened people, we liberal people, we progressive people, we leftists, we socialists, we communists, we always talked about the creeping fascism in America. But it's changed from creeping to sprinting in the persons of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. But we can stop them. We can stop them as they should have stopped Hitler in Germany, as they should have stopped Mussolini in Italy, as they should have stopped Franco in Spain. We can stop it here in America. For more information, check out on social media everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Refuse Fascism. They're leading the fight against fascism. My name is Michael Cord, and I support everything that refused fascism is doing to end the sprinting fascism in America before it's too late. Thank you. That was Professor Sonia Rosen, Jamal from ACT UP Philly, Lamar Whitefield of No More Foundation, Robert Garcia, Pastor Cruz, Reverend Michael Wolf, Paul Street, Ted Sirota, Cornell West, and Michael Cord. Thanks for listening to Inside Without Now. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, be sure you're connected to be part of 60 Days of Nonviolent Struggle to oust the Trump-Pence fascist regime. Get involved. Get connected. Visit refusefascism.org. You can give now to help us reach more people by clicking the donate button or Venmo refuse-fascism or cash app refuse-fascism. I salute everyone who was in the street yesterday and everyone 
who we met, who's now part of this movement. In the name of humanity, we refuse to accept a fascist America. See you in the streets.